This is the podcast helping to create, provide, and expand winners in life. Positively life-changing experiences through music for all. Go for it! This is the podcast that encourages everyone to break ranks! Welcome to Break Ranks, the official podcast of the Bands of America Marching Band Championships. I'm Dan Potter, one of the stadium announcers and a media personality for Bands of America and Music for All. This week, we spend some time with the CEO of Music for All and Bands of America, Dr. Jeremy Earnhardt. The vibe was fantastic. As a former director of a BOA Grand National Champion Band, he has great advice for directors. It's just band and students. Don't fall, don't cry, and don't slow down. And he'll share what it's like for him to be the parent of a freshman high school band member. What's a good band parent like on contest day? (laughs) Well, I have not been a good band parent at a contest yet. Let's go for it. Let's break ranks. The Bands of America season stepped off with regionals in Whitewater, Wisconsin and Louisville, Kentucky this past week. Congratulations to our Louisville Regional Champ, the Carmel Marching Greyhounds of Carmel, Indiana, who swept music, visual, and general effect captions on their way to the title. Avon and Center Grove High Schools from Indiana were second and third, respectively. The Class A Champ in Louisville was Finneytown from Ohio. The 2A Champ, Kentucky's Campbell County High. The 3A Champion was Castle High School from Indiana, and Carmel took the 4A crown. In Whitewater, Wisconsin, rain forced the cancellation of finals, so the contest was decided by the prelims results. Congratulations to our 2023 Whitewater champions, Prospect High School from Illinois. Another Illinois school, Plainfield North, was second. Minnesota's Irondale High School was third. The Class A winner in Whitewater was Columbus High School from Wisconsin. The Class 2A medallions went to Irondale, and 3A was won by Prospect. I have known Dr. Jeremy Earnhardt for longer than either of us care to admit. We met in the late 1990s when Jeremy was one of the directors at L.D. Bell High School in Hearst, Texas. He would rise to band director and lead the L.D. Bell Blue Raider Band to a Grand National Championship in 2007. After a stint as fine arts supervisor for the Arlington, Texas School District, Jeremy took the reins as chief operations officer for Music for All in 2018 and became CEO in April of 2020. Jeremy was at the Whitewater Regional over the weekend, and while he was disappointed in having to cancel finals, it was still a great celebration of early season excellence by the participating units. The vibe was fantastic. Uh, The good news is all of the groups got their first run in. Uh, We had the opening ceremony and the very first band got to perform. (laughs) And then it was as though we were surrounded by lightning. It's like, you know, they say lightning in a bottle. We were in a bottle and lightning was all around the bottle. Wow. And we were uh, out, out of an abundance of caution and just due to participant and spectator safety, uh, went ahead and canceled that evening. And, you know, arguably we could have waited a little bit longer to make that call, but I was also cognizant that the schools have, you know, hours for their bus drivers that they need to adhere to. So we weren't going to drag it out. We just made the decision and let them go. I had the opportunity to get into the parking lot and visit with some of the directors. Uh, they were completely understandable and were just so glad that the event took place at all. And were so complimentary of uh, so many things, but especially, you know, you know how it is at an event, Dan, you see the, the directors walking around with their competition suite in their ear and hearing that feedback, the, the improvement-based feedback, the student-centered improvement-based feedback that our Bands of America adjudicators provide uh, has been a staple, a hallmark for almost these 48 years. 
And that was the feedback I was getting from the directors. They just mm. were, were so appreciative of that. Of course, they were saddened that they didn't get a second one of them. Uh, but I do know that uh, Richard Saucedo, uh, one of our judge administration team members, is going to reach out to every one of them and just debrief, kind of have a one-on-one. Let's spend a minute talking about that because, you know, I, I think we do and will, as the season goes on, spend a lot of time talking about how tough the, a job the judges have in ranking and rating these bands and giving them that kind of uh, critique that's going to give improvement to the students. Um, but it's a different task. I won't say it's a harder task, but it's a different task right at the beginning of the season when it's almost impossible to, in some cases to read what's going on this early. You know, crediting achievement at different points of the season is certainly uh, a skill that our, our season judges, which most of them are, uh, are certainly um, well positioned to provide because they've been doing it for so long that they know. And one of the things that I used to tell my students uh, back at LD Bell back in the day is the, the adjudicators are your fans. They want you to be awesome. And nobody wants to sit around for 12 hours and just experience bad marching band. They want it to be great. So just give them something to appreciate and to credit. Uh, maybe didn't answer your question, but that, that's a, certainly an important aspect of what it is that we do, helping them give that that scaffolded feedback as they go through their season, that they, they're cognizant of that this is week one. And for some, it is week two. Like they were out last week. And here's what we think that you might be able to do in a few weeks. Here's what you should be thinking about a few weeks after that on those early season tapes. And specifically because shows are generally shorter or in other words, incomplete at the beginning, the wrap up that an adjudicator is able to provide is longer. And so they're able to fill in some gaps that at a later season show, you just wouldn't have time. That makes total sense. Um, And as a former director, you know all too well what it takes to get a freshman or first-time sophomore performing member ready for that first contest. There are a lot of things that they're not expecting, and there are a lot of variables that can pop up the first time you take a band on the road. One of the youngest bands that we had uh, back in the day was in 2004, and the motto was, don't fall, don't cry, and don't slow down. (laughs) I remember. (laughs) And... What we would talk about, and I I think that many directors talk about, is we are in uniform. There is no special indicator to say that you are a freshman (laughs) on your on on your shako or uh, you know on your flag. Uh, They're going to expect that everybody look and be and sound the same. So that that's a challenge that uh, comes from the you know being able to kind of telescope up to the level of a senior very, very quickly, but that's one of the cool things about ensemble music and specifically marching band, as you have both the visual and the musical demands that the students are required to perform. What advice do you give first-time directors coming to a BOA regional and bringing their band for the first time? It's just band. Hmm. Flags and flutes. (laughs) (laughs) So in other words, don't make it more than what it is. And when things are done correctly, this is just a performance, just like it was at a Friday night football game or it was at your last run through. It should be the same. Now, here's what I will say. You can get some of your best teaching done during warm up at a Bands of America event, right? So the whole process of getting off the bus and getting ready and doing your visual warm up and your stretching and you know your, your routines. And then when you get into music warm up, the level of concentration 
that those students will give you undivided attention where you have so many distractions in a scholastic environment that are happening. They just don't occur at a Bands of America event. And you can finally pull everything together that you have been <laughs> explaining for the last three months. And one of the things that I would say to uh, a new director, because what I would say to my students is, it is now time for you to put together everything that has been taught to you about music since your elementary music classes all the way to today. You've got the power of the network behind you. All of those teachers and stakeholders that have ever been part of your musical upbringing have given you input that you can draw on their power and their information and their teaching right here, right now, and go show off for eight minutes. You bring um, several different perspectives to this discussion because not only are you CEO of Music for All Bands of America and, and a past BOA Grand National winning band director, you're now a band parent because your daughter <laughs> is at Brownburg High School in the band there. So let's switch this. Instead of you're talking to a band director bringing his band to a BOA regional for the first time, talk to a first time parent about what's what's a good band parent like on contest day. <laughs> well, I have not been a good band parent at a contest yet, but I will be. And I will tell you this. <laughs> And I, I think that this is important for everybody that, you know, your work-life balance, however you want to uh, term that, I will be taking off the weekend of the Indianapolis Super Regional to be a band dad. Oh, that's awesome. And that has been planned for months because that is going to be an important thing, uh, you know, for our family. Uh, what I will say is it is absolutely a joy to watch Kirsten experience all of the things that we all know are so unique to high school marching band. And for, you know, m many of them are the first time experiences, or maybe she kind of saw it uh, peripherally as a, you know, helper selling programs at a BOA event. But, you know, here she is getting her uh, uniform on and Shaco and you know, Dan, let's just be honest. There's a lot more choreography than it was <laughs> back when we did things. She is so excited to come home and show you the last, you know, 44 counts of choreo, as they say, I guess, nowadays. Yes. And, uh, you know, but the one thing I am very proud for her is she puts the same level of uh, detail to the craft of her musicianship as she does with her visual performance. In fact, I remember watering the lawn this summer and I heard Hindemith playing in the house and I go, wait a minute. <laughs> Because, of course, I, I was too busy. I didn't really know what the show was. And, yeah. and of course, they call it Pipe Dreams. That does not indicate Hindemith to me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I hear bing, bong, bong, bong. I was like, whoa. And I was able to uh, come in. And I was like, whoa, whoa, come in here, come in here, come in here. And say, hey, Siri, play University of North Texas Luminaries. And the song that she was just playing started playing by the University of North Texas when I was there. And, you know, her eyes just lit up and she was able to play along with it. Wow. it. It was fantastic. That's a bonding moment right there. Absolutely. Last week, we had Chris Crakey from Carmel on. And, and I asked him the value of marching band as opposed to concert band or the other offerings a school music program might have. And, and he gave a great answer. Um, what would your answer to that question be? Why should my kid be in 
marching band specifically? We have this uniquely American thing that we get to do of marching band. So from the social development, the citizenship aspect, the paying it forward for a longitudinal goal. And that is really ultimately one of the defining things of a Bands of America event is a culminating performance experience where you can show off everything that you have learned that season in front of peers that can appreciate it because they've been doing the same thing too. And then you eat weird stadium cheese, buy t-shirts and hang out with a bunch of vendors. Uh, (laughs) But when I say more, let's zoom out more globally. One of the most unique and powerful things about a healthful band program is you have a team of adult stakeholders that are charged with the positive matriculation from recruitment out of the elementary grades to completion of grade 12 and help to make them the very best people, musicians, and performers possible. And the relationships that you create by having the same students and directors together for a period of almost seven years at times, it creates a school within a school. Uh. It transcends buildings. So from the beginning grades, folks know they're going to be in the blank high school band. They are a member of the, uh, you name your mascot, that they, and they're looking forward to it. There was a picture that I saw from the homecoming parade this weekend. I wasn't able to be there because I was running a show in Whitewater, Wisconsin. And seeing the children on the side of the road looking at Kirsten's trumpet line going, I want to do that. Putting in their mind's eye what it is that they can be in just a few short years. I think it's just fantastic. And I think it is something that unfortunately is not able to exist in other parts of the school building. And, and it's just by the, the design of the way it has to be to be successful that you create a learning environment that spans your entire growth through adolescence to adulthood. It's pretty darn special. And continues to have an impact well into your adulthood. One of the, we've been talking the better part of 20 minutes here, Jeremy, and the one word that we have not mentioned at all is competition. It's not a competition. At the end of the day, there are scores. It is the opportunity for students to show off achievement, plain and simple, in front of their peers across the country. So whether it's the folks in the stands that get to perform earlier and come in and watch and celebrate each other, or it's the ones that are online and get to watch with Box 5 Media, I think that that is so cool. It is something that I wish that the students I had 20 years ago were able to have that to be able to show off and and know that their friends from social media land in Florida and Washington and uh, Massachusetts, they would be able to say, hey, log on and check out. Don't you miss at minute two. Yeah. <laughs> there's going to be this. Yeah, there's going to be this thing happen and yeah. you, you're not going to want to miss it. And it happens for a moment. And once it's over, it's over. So be there. And I think that is another unique thing about this activity. And that's what brings people to live performance and puts them on the edge of their seats. It's the old uh, <laughs> 1999 buys you the whole seat, but you only need the edge <laughs> because <laughs> you, you you want to see what is going to happen next. We had a, a 
meeting at the radio station last week. And our GM, the very first thing he got up and said is, who can recite our mission statement? Uh, and there was one salesperson who was close. And then he showed it and, okay, there it is. And I still haven't committed it to memory. I don't know of a single organization or a business where the mission statement is as upfront as it is for Music for All and Bands of America, <clears throat> if you'll allow me, to create, provide, and expand positively life-changing experiences through music for all. It's right there in the open to this podcast. It is on the lips of every volunteer and paid employee of Music for All. How key to the mission is that mission statement? It is also our Wi-Fi password in the office. <laughs> so if you need to get online, uh, and why is that important? Because that is our why. Yeah. And, you know, to go further, we have a vision to ensure that every student across America has access and opportunity to active music making in their scholastic environment. Essentially, we are a nonprofit scholastic music education advocacy and events organization dedicated to building leaders, celebrating teachers, teaching, and the art of excellence. And I've kind of put that last tagline on there to wrap things around to say, we have our why, and that's kind of our what. That's what we do. And if you're not doing something that is intended to serve the why, and then through the what, as a member of Team Music for All and Team Bands of America, you, that's what you should be doing. And the nice thing is, it's really easy to do. You just take care of people and have a great experience. Hmm. Yeah, Chris also said, and you, you alluded to this earlier, that this is the point in the year when it's a lot of hard work for delayed reward. That getting to that regional, that super regional, that grand nationals, that in and of itself, because of the way BOA treats the bands, treats the performers, that is the reward. It was so heartening to hear at the end of a Brownsburg rehearsal because uh, my wife Gwen and I will go to the end, watch the run-throughs and you know, be a band parent, be very supportive. Yeah. And to hear staff saying, Bands of America, Indianapolis Super Regional is in seven weeks. And here's what we need to do to get there and to be prepared for that moment. And that's really what it is. What I say, and sometimes in my speech before uh, finals, I'll say, here is a group of students that probably couldn't agree on what was for lunch today if they had to. <laughs> Yet, they are all going to come out here, wear the same uniform, play the same music, do the same choreography for eight minutes and represent themselves, their school and their community in a uniquely American way that is just a special demonstration of what it is that when people come together for a common purpose are able to accomplish. Hmm. And that it is a microcosm of just being a terrific citizen in your community, a terrific employee for a corporation, a terrific lawyer, doctor, <laughs> a terrific uh, frontline person at Barnes and Noble. Everybody wants their day to be awesome. As a participant through a marching band, you learn to provide that for others throughout the rest of your day. It's paying it forward. 
What to Jeremy Earnhardt, CEO of Music for All, when when uh, you wake up the morning after Grand Nationals, how do you judge whether it was a successful season for the organization? Is it revenue? Is it uh, the number of lives that you impacted? Is it what? We will know it is successful because of the groups that registered on January 31st and made a decision around Christmas time where they were going to be in October and November. And I think that that is pretty special. We will know it is successful because in 2021, coming out of the pandemic, we ran 22 events, which was kind of our high watermark. And in 22, we ran 26 events. And this year in 23, we will run 29 events. Wow. And we are getting to places that we have not been or have not been in a long time. We know it is successful because I am on the field with students in New Jersey at Rutgers University experiencing the exact same thing that kids are experiencing in Houston, Texas, and that will be in Riverside, California this year, and will in Iowa and New Mexico. We are bands of America, and it is a uniting thing that happens across each one of these weekends where you've got three or four shows going, and they can all check it out uh, either online by video or social media, etc. And we know it's successful because we know the engagement rate. And we know it's successful because of just all of the things there's, yeah. there are all sorts of numbers that you could have, but you know, it's successful at the end of grand nationals. When you watch the montage, which features a snippet from every single group that yep. performed and you can hear it, whether it was the group that went on Thursday at 8am in the morning <laughs> or that just participated in finals competition, when they see their marimba player playing and the screams that come, you know, it's successful. Well, my best wishes to you for what I'm sure will be a successful 2023 season, in large part due to your leadership, my friend. Thank you for all you do, and thanks for being my guest. My pleasure. Thank you, sir. Music for All Chief Executive Officer, Dr. Jeremy Earnhardt. This week, there are four, count them, four Bands of America Regional Championships on the schedule. We will be in Austin, Texas, Chattanooga, Tennessee, Obets, Ohio, and Las Cruces, New Mexico. And remember, if you can't be there, you can watch online all four of these regionals at box5tv.com. Whatever happens in any of those shows, you're going to hear about it next week right here. I'm Dan Potter. Until then, go for it. Break ranks. <laughs>